With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, Malcolm, there's drama, biggest drama I think we've seen all year in footy. The Crows are on the wrong side of it. The final two minutes against Sydney as a goal or non-goal. Um, unbelievable, the ramifications of not only the Adelaide Footy Club, but other clubs that are trying to get in the eight in mm. different positions. And we thought we'd speak with the CEO of the Adelaide Footy Club, Tim Silvers. Tim, thanks for your time. I, I won't ask you how you're going, but uh, God, how dramatic is it? What about the fallout for you guys? And where does it leave you in perhaps pursuing any any compensation or, or whatever for the club? It's been a massive 48 hours, and even at the time when, when it happened, I, I was I thought because the goal umpire would seem so confident at the time that it, that it must have been a point. So it wasn't until sort of 20 minutes after the game that uh, you know even after the coaches addressed, we, there was a bit of an assumption that it was a point, and then it seemed to sort of unravel from there. So. We've gone through a range of emotions as a footy club and anger has been part of it, but disappointment, frustration, that human error um, has sort of left us here and we couldn't get it couldn't get it overturned um, and we understand why, but uh, yeah, look, it's really disappointing outcome and the footy gods aren't smiling on us, that's for sure. Yeah, and Tim, probably had that happened in the first goal of the game, it, it gets forgotten, you say, oh, that's a poor decision or whatever, but considering the that Adelaide were coming, I think, four goals eight in the last quarter. You finally hit the front, then it gets overturned, and, of course, the finals just go out the window. Yeah, like you guys mentioned, the, the ramifications for us, for the Swans, and then about three or four other teams in and around it is, is just huge. So, like, because of the time and the moment, it's probably the biggest match day era I've, I've seen in footy. And, look, I acknowledge the AFL put their hand up and owned the mistake, but... You know, we, we've got to, my personal view is we've just got to get better in the industry where we think we're a world-class industry. We just need to use whatever technology is available to take human error out of the equation. Tim, I agree. I mean, it's, it's hard. I think I said this morning, a press guy rang me yesterday and just said, look, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it's wrong. It's 100% wrong. Everyone knows it's 100% wrong. This is not the Adelaide Football Club whinging. This is just trying to find out the best way around it. Now, I don't understand. We have reviews for goals. And I said also, you can lose a grand final by a point. point. Why aren't we reviewing points as a matter of course? Anyhow, it can only take five to ten seconds. Wait for the bloke to kick it back in. And we don't have to go through this rubbish anymore. Just your thoughts on that, Tim? Yeah, well, as you know, every time there's a goal, um, when it takes 45 seconds to the next bounce, that there is the time that they have to review those. So for goals, there's the opportunity. I, I understand there's a, there's a bit of talk that we, we don't want to have any more time wastage in the game, but it's so important to get the results right. My kids are right into their soccer. They've been watching the yep. FIFA over the last couple of weeks, and you see how the quality of VAR, and they can make decisions and then bring, bring it back. So I think for the integrity of the comp, it's something we should look at closely. Poor old goal umpires copped it, but I still feel there were another four or five umpires, Tim, around where that was. And as I said, there was arms and legs going through. It's come from the, the side on. You just think it was logical to review it. But 
I think it's it's more than just the goal lump. I think the whole system failed there. Yeah, and just on the goal lump, look, I, I, we do feel for him. I, I know he's been, um, you know, he's been un, under pressure over the last couple of days, and he's mortified by by what's happened. But the, the umpires that they are a team, there were four field umpires that could have uh, not necessarily overruled, but just asked for a review. And if we had got a review, it would have been the, the right result. But look, we're devastated. As a footy club, we, I, I don't want to look like uh, a whinger here on the on the radio. It's we're really disappointed. It may have changed the outcome of that game, but as a footy club, you know we, we've unfortunately just got to move on, dust ourselves off, know that we we had a real crack at it. We came back from 42 points down, I think, and you know we've we've got a brave group who continue to fight, and I'm always confident that we're in the fight for for success in the future. I was really interested in your your comments and also Matthew Nix's comments to say, gee, we we found ourselves in this, this position and it didn't go our way, but perhaps if we played better earlier or kicked straighter, we wouldn't have been in this position. And I, you know what, I, I think that is is the right thing to do from a club point of view. I know it's heartbreaking. I know it's bloody terrible, but but it is true, isn't it? Could have won that game just by doing a couple of other things better earlier. No doubt, no doubt. There's this feeling of coulda, shoulda, woulda in about five of our games this year. We've been so close to so many good teams and we've been right in the in the final couple of minutes and there's games that could have gone our way and, and they haven't this year. But, uh, you know, we're, we're working hard. We're getting more experienced. And I've always had a saying that good things happen to good people and we mightn't see it at the moment. But uh, yeah. I know we've got some really good people and we've got strong work ethic and I think some things will go away in the not-too-distant future. Our guest is Tim Silver, CEO of the Adelaide Footy Club. Tim, run a couple of things by you, because you'll be discussing more with the AFL and they have to get this right, as, as Blighty said. One, captain's review. Maybe mm. all other sports are bringing in. We see the NRL, we see cricket, you get a review. Or even the third umpire. Take it out of the, some of the umpires on the ground, but the third umpire's got all the vision. He can make a call, shine a light on the ground and, and perhaps have that review, whether whether the goal umpire or the field umpire misses it. Well, I'm, I'm open to all of those. I, I think, how can we improve our game? Uh, we need to... I, I'm biased. We've got the best game in the, in the world I think but we've got to keep evolving and we've had when Steve Hocking was in charge he made a number of different rule changes and we got better um, now for the integrity of the competition we've got to find ways to improve our, our goal um, our goal review system so if that's the last two minutes of games like they do in the NFL it gets taken out of the goal umpire's hands and it's done by the ARC or the VAR type system let's look at that because um, you know this uh, as unfortunate as it is it's an incident, and we can learn from this. Now, I don't know if you want to confident on this, but I've made this commentary many times this year with David and I, Raider, and people ringing in. I just can't believe in the game of ours, Australian rules football, we have no one supposedly in charge heading up a football department of a billion-dollar industry. We have two CEOs floating around, good on them, but no one in charge of the football. I don't know if you want to comment on it, but I, I just find it ludicrous that we couldn't find anyone over a 12-month period to fill, the to, to fill the position. So maybe, maybe this person would have stopped some of this and some of the other stuff that's happened this year, including players getting suspended, concussions, all that. Any comment on that, Tim? Um, I can probably let you comment on mostly on that, Blighty. Look, we, they do have an interim 
um, in charge at the moment, who, who's Laura Kane, who's a, a young and up-and-coming up and good good executive, and Andrew Dillon, it's been part of his portfolio. But the fact of the matter is that, yeah, we haven't had an official head of footy since Brad Scott, which was, and he's gone to Essen, so probably about 12 months ago. Trying to think of the, the fallout. There's a big fallout. Crows out of finals contention. It's a financial hit for the club. You don't play any finals or merchandise, all this type of thing. Even Matthew Nixon, the players, Nixie gets him in the eight. It's an unbelievable achievement from where the club's come. And, and then they've got the betting. They were like this betting on the, the game. The punters are back to Adelaide, aren't happy. Is there any course of compensation anywhere for your financial hit? And it will be a financial hit uh, missing the finals when you perhaps could have been there. Look, there's nothing specific, uh, I must say, but there's look, the AFL, to their credit, like I said before, put their hand up and own the mistake and we'll be coming to them and looking for some sort of redress here and it's something that we'd like to do in a professional manner and behind closed doors, but uh, you know, it is there is an impact for our footy club, no doubt. Tim, going forward then, put your, put your boot on the other foot. So this happened to you and you got lucky. Because I'll guarantee you, I've seen this many times in 50-odd years in sport. You know, it just goes. Sometimes you get the rub of the green. So right now, if you're going for anything compensation at all, anything at all, so that means it's got to come off of Sydney. Maybe Sydney got lucky and got in because of it. So when it happens to Adelaide Football Club in years to come, hopefully it does, do you give the money back? Uh, what I'm hoping to do is that I'm hoping to channel a bit of Malcolm Blight luck and look at 97 <laughs> and 98, how how we got a bit of rubber the green and um, you know shot through to through the final. So hopefully you know good things like I said before, having the good people and we get the rubber the green because like I said we, we've been uh, desperately unlucky this year, um, but it's not through. Um, our, we've been trying as hard as we can and we're, I think we're an improving list and. Um, we got we got a game to win this week. We we can't just say okay that happened on the weekend. We're we're shutting up shop. No, we want to finish on a high, get some momentum because we want to be a force in 24. Good. Now let's. I, I just. I mean, the summary of the year. I mean, that you're one game to go, and you're quite right. I mean, Matthew Nix is four years. You're in their third year, and and the place looks really really stable, which is great. In 23 wins. In 21, 2021, seven wins. Last year, 22, eight wins. I, I predicted between eight and ten wins. I thought that would be a really, you know, that step you need to make up to get just on the eight or just outside the eight. John, I, Tim, I reckon you're there. So the expectation now, hopefully you win on the weekend, that would be 11 wins. That I mean, that is, I, 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 I reckon that is the launching pad. It's year five. You've got 18 picks under in the top 30. You can see all the moving parts going forward. So whatever happens, I know that's happened on the weekend, but I reckon the club can give itself a bit of a pat on the back. So can Matthew Nix, the whole coaching department, the whole administration, and just say, well, okay, let's now make this concerted effort. 20, 2024 is going to be a great year for us. Yeah, when we reflect on the year, like our, our main objectives were, were to be in the hunt for finals. We, we needed to be more competitive and we mm. needed to be more, more consistent. And I think a lot of those objectives... We've given a tick. We've been in the hunt for finals all year. We've pushed most of the top teams really close. We've had some. We've had some really good victories. So um, there's been a few big ticks. Our consistency through games, you know, it's sometimes has been a little bit of a challenge, and obviously our our away record. But we feel like we're really close. When we look forward, we've got this at 
this stage, our draft, I think we've got three picks in the top 25 oh, at the yeah. minute. We've been able to bring in some, um, you know, free agency talent or traded in talent over the last couple of years with Dawson and Rankin have, have helped improve us and Dawson's now become our captain. So I feel yeah. like we're on the right path. I agree with you, Blighty. Um, it's hopefully a launching pad for, for some success in the future. And there's going to be expectation next year and bring it on. Um, you know, pressure's a privilege and we look forward to it. Tim, we use a lot of Malcolm Blight-isms on this show and he's always stated that if you kick more points than goals, you generally don't win the game. And that's an aspect, I mean, even in that last quarter, good players miss goals. Fogarty would normally kick that 8 out of 10. Walker, McAdam. So there was other chances too, weren't there? But not just in that game, in other games. Well, David, just as we down. spoke about early in the show, just just... Tim, I did some numbers on this. Eight out of the 11 losses the club's had, you had more points than goals. And in six of them, six of them had more scoring shots. I mean, that's a fair bit of the ball. It's a fair bit of a lot of chances. You win Just, those top yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, you win those. And in fact, there's a team, who was it? There was a team apparently down the road from you, down the port road a bit, that actually did that last year. And all of a sudden, they started kicking, winning those short, uh, small games. So... The gains can be there. It can be done just with goal kicking. Yeah, we well, you're 100% right. Offensively, where we've improved the most out of, of the whole competition, I think our, our four points, uh, we're three goals, a better team. We've been really efficient up forward. We've had a lot of shots on goal. So we're doing a, a lot of the right things. We've obviously got our hands on the ball. Our goal kicking at times has, been, um, has let us down. And look, it, it's not just a... Adelaide Footy Club thing. It's been something that, if you look at all the skills over your time, Flighty, like it, everything's improved. It, it always seems to be goal mm. kicking. Sometimes that does come down to the pressure, but we we feel like we're really close. We're really close, and um, hopefully next year we can uh, fix up a few of those inefficiencies up forward. Yeah, love all your honesty, Tim. I'd like to ask you a question about Matt Crouch. Because Flighty and I have discussed this right throughout the year. We we feel he was hard done by, and since he's come back and he's playing some super footy, and the question I think was asked last week, if you're Matt Crouch, would you stay at Adelaide or would you seek greener pastures? And he's probably up his ante in value in the last month. Where does it sit with Adelaide? Because he doesn't want to be playing in the reserves after pretty well a couple of years, mainly in the reserves. What's your thoughts on Matt? Oh, my, my thoughts off the top with Matt is that he, what he has done this year has been absolutely outstanding. The way he's handled himself, it's tough for a guy who's, an, who's been a best and fairest winner, an All-Australian, to be languishing a little bit in the reserves for, for a lot of the year. But the way he held himself, the way he brought our young players through, his commitment to training, he, he's just been first class. And then when he got his opportunity, well... Wow, he's just taken it. So it's been a, been a real credit to him. Um, I, I think he wants to stay in Adelaide. He, he's got um, a young family now. He, he enjoys it here. And, um, yeah, it's something that we're going to probably pick up with him officially over, over probably after the last game of the season. Tim, I, I just uh, having watched him the last five or six years pretty closely, I, the thing with him... I, for some reason now, he started using his legs. I was calling for it five years ago, four years. And he's actually starting to run with the ball just rather than handball or flat-footed. So someone's got hold of him, and I reckon coached him for the better, hopefully, that he's a much better player than probably when he won the best and fairest. Yeah, he's like I was just saying, his last four or five weeks have just been excellent. And it is noticeable the way he's 
driving his legs yeah. and getting still getting the contested ball, but also um, you know getting more meters gained. So he's he's had a, he's been terrific, and he's actually been a really good leader for us in in what is still a pretty inexperienced midfield. So uh, a, a credit to him, and he's been really valuable in the last part of the year. Now one final one off all of that stuff. Now getting back to underneath your feet, underneath the desk, Theberton. Where are we about with the the ground? We've sort of lost track of that during the year. The footy's been really engrossing. So where are you up with that? You're about to make an announcement, are you? Uh, look, we're, we're not far away. There's been a heap of work going on in the background. We're, we're finalising our designs. It's going to be our home of AFLW. We're going to hopefully still relocate the entire club there. There's been a couple of challenges with just making it uh, more community-minded with with support to the, of the local residents. But we think we're really close to finalising and hopefully we're not too far away from an official announcement. Oh, and good. one last last oh, one, Tim, <laughs> as we always do. Uh, you picked up Rankin, you've picked up Dawson, the recruiting, which Adelaide in recent years, apart from bets, perhaps haven't been able to do it. Is there someone on your radar again? But I still think you can always improve that team. You've got um, obviously some draft picks, as you said, but getting a Rankin... And a Dawson's just helped, and it helps quickly. Uh, what's on the radar there? I look at as a footy club. Our part of our strategic list build is to look at bringing in traded in or free agent talent. So this year's no exception. But because we're getting to the pointy end of our list build, it's now more around our needs and what what are mm. some of the types of players we need. So we need to focus on those. And there's probably not. The big names that have been around uh, over the last couple of years. However, if we'll continue to try to be active and see what is available for us, but we are going to have some specific needs if if we're going to get aggressive in that market. And alternatively, three picks in the top 25 is also a good result. Yeah, it's so important to become a destination club. Tim, thanks for your time. I know it's been a difficult couple of days, but as Blighty said, the season's been good, one of growth, and we can see the, the green shoots and what might go forward next year. Thanks once again. Great. Thanks for your support all season. Tim Silver's there, CEO of the Adelaide Footy Club. Yeah, uh, I did quote you. I often use you in a, in a call, and I said to Mark Bickley, you look at the score, more points than goals. What happens? Did you say seven out of ten you lose or something? It's yeah, incredible. no, they've Some... lost eight out of 11. When eight out of 11? Yeah, eight out of 11 when they've kicked more points than goals. Yeah. Or behinds, as, as oh, some Michael people call Ritchie, He says. calls them, yeah. <laughs> but it is. But six more with more scoring shots. Now, I know you can – what you need then to analyse where, where where they were, how the ball was moved in. But you do that. If you're a football club, that's what you do. But Saturday night they missed gimmies, didn't they? Oh, yeah, Within they, 30 yeah. metres oh, yeah. and good kicks. Yeah. Fogarty's a good kick. McAdam's yeah. a good Taylor Walker's a good kick. Yeah, I know. They all missed. Yeah, they did. And we, hey, no one's never not done that. We've all had those days. Yeah, but you can't have eight out of 11. No, that's There's, right. There is a pattern, pattern there. there. Yeah. So you've got to look at your training. You've got to look at the way they're doing it. And that's got to be done over summer. Yeah, but I, th- I think Adelaide, if you go individually, Rankin's a, an amazing kick. Yeah. Walk's an amazing kick. Phil yeah. thought for big guys a pretty good kick. Yes, he is. Fogarty's as good as a, but somehow it's not coming. Maybe is it. Often where you take the shot from. Could be, and you could be under pressure. Don't forget they're on the run as well. Rushed. Rushed, all that sort of stuff. But see, don't forget now, we can push a button and you can see Find the player. You can see every kick Taylor Walker's had at goal for the whole year in about a ten, eight to ten minute package. That's all it would be. You can actually see stuff yeah, and coach it. I agree. Um, just spoke with Tim Silvers then. Adelaide's development, you said eight, ten wins. and. Yeah. 
I thought, gee, that if they can get eight to ten, that's a really good improvement. Well, they should get eleven. They could have had fourteen or fifteen. I know, yeah, could have been, could, could have, should have, but would have. five games under a goal, you'd, you'd like to split that, wouldn't you? Win yeah, three you of would. them. Yeah, but that's what Port Adelaide did last year, and look at them now. They've they've won those close ones this year.